I don't know, man. I think it's healthy. <laughs> it's a grandparent and his kid, you know, just dancing on TikTok together. Aww, snap. Welcome back to another episode of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast, hanging out here in the podcast garage <laughs> in the summer heat. Jed, I'm sorry. Uh, one day it will not be 105 here, 105 live in the podcast garage. It is so hot in this garage, and I am so sorry. You know, they tell you you'd never want to know how the sausage is made, <laughs> right? What, the, the sweating it out? <laughs> Zach has had the idea of putting, creating a very nice podcast studio that is Unair conditioned in your garage. Now hold on. Some of the most famous studios uh, deprive themselves of some of the luxuries of air conditioning because there is a like a noise floor, right? So like they have to have elements they can turn on and off. You can't just be running the HVAC while you're recording stuff. My guy, I am not the Beatles. <laughs> I am an overweight. Our, our old listeners appreciate they appreciate the uh, the quietude of our. Yeah, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. The kids are in the house playing. We're trying to get recorded summer sessions here on the it. podcast. Uh, but you, youth pastor, are back from your summer activities. It's uh, it's the dog days of summer and the heat. Uh, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. Chad, how have you had a, a hot and happening summer? Are you feeling like you got the tan? You got the glow up of of, of a July well spent. Uh, yeah, I've had a great, great summer, spoken at a couple of different, uh, camps. And, and so it's been awesome, man. I've, uh, I've enjoyed this summer a lot. Good. Okay. Got to spend, a, you know, a little time with the family as well. And, uh, spent a little time at the pool. Okay. My daughter's learning well, swim, to swim lessons. Yeah, yeah. You too, right? Like together, swim lessons together. I know how to swim. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> Uh, I'm very good at swimming. And there was that whole trend earlier this summer about because I guess uh, in in some Southeast countries you've got to uh, learn how to swim in like China and other places before you can graduate university. And so there was like like a whole thing during the COVID outbreak of not being able to offer swim classes. So people were submitting uh, their own videos of how to swim from home. <laughs> there was a whole there was a whole thing of people like diving on top of their bed to show their their stroke. And swim. You've got capacity. a very odd internet search history. If these are the things we talked about, this we, we there needs to be a, like a like like a level of friendship where you share each other's TikTok algorithms, right? Like I'll show you what I've been watching. Like I don't know, it's just there's some weird things that pop up when you uh, watch a lot of the weird news sites. I, I love know. it. Had a good summer. Uh, June's been fun. July is conference season for things. So uh, if you're going to be in uh, New Mexico or North Carolina, could spend some time out there in the next few weeks. So for a variety of different things. So I decided apparently to have all my opportunities for camp and conferences at the end of summer instead of the beginning. So we're going that. We're going to North Carolina for essentials. In the we fall. are September. We're going to be across the entire great state of North Carolina, starting in the Charlotte Rock Hill area for our South Carolina fans that live in Rock Hill, but maybe commute to Charlotte. We'll be on the western side of the state, and then we'll hit it up in the middle uh, in the Winston-Salem Greensboro area, and then close it down uh, at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in the greater Durham-Raleigh-Wake Forest area. So if you're a North Carolina listener and wanted to hang out with us for free, for a day, for free, for free, lunch included in September. Wow, I didn't even get to hang out with you for free. Not usually. You had to pay for the Grubhub today. <laughs> those points, baby, those points. Uh, no, so we'll be there in September. Uh, and then October will be in Nashville again for Ooh. Edge Conference. Uh, I'm really excited. I think we can talk about it now because when this one comes out, it will be live. Uh, if you are new to student ministry, the new to ministry special 
pre-conference one day for Etch this year, a uh, special track for those that are new-ish, new to two years or less or so in kids or student ministry, specialized tracks for each of you, totally free with your purchase of an Etch ticket. So if you're new-ish and you wanted a day-long intensive with free swag goodies, and I think even a little one-on-one encouragement consulting for some of the resources and activities, programs, and camp events that LifeWay students provide. It's all part of the package. Etch, I'm excited this year. I still think it's one of the premier events to take your whole team, Uh, your kids' team, next-gen team, students' team. If you're organizing your church structure uh, where there's a lot of uh, need for, growing, concern for, alignment, uh, next-gen team kind of language, Etch is the place to be. And we're back in the heart of downtown Nashville this year at the Music City Center. Uh, so it's it's the real deal, my man. It's Dude, that the real building deal. is legit. So fun. Uh, and we've got a fun cast of characters coming to do breakouts with some really great topics. Like our, our Edge team put together some really dynamically important and relevant content this year. So Yeah, if you're new, if you're new to youth ministry, like that is a no-brainer. Because you basically get a whole other full day of a conference like for, for with free. added stuff. Yep, yep. Uh, you get to meet a lot of, like, really, you get to meet people personally. Yep. Like, we're going to be hanging out the whole that, that's, time. That's our whole yeah. first day is hanging out with the folks that are new to ministry. So our entire training team will be there at your service uh, to share, grow, collaborate, and then meet other new to ministry folks. I mean, it really is, it's two conferences for the price of one, really. Yeah. Like, it's the best way to spend a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, to get ramped in to ministry stuff. So we're excited for it. So Etch uh, in October in uh, Nashville, and then Essentials in Carolina, North Carolina, a little bit of South in September, with some other Essentials dates on the calendar. Uh, we're going to be a lot of places next spring, my friend, uh, into the winter spring. So uh, you can hit those up on the link that we'll include below. But I want to hear more about summer from our friends. So we have a lot of folks that are rolling off their busy parts of summer. So I think, again, I'm getting ready to ramp up. A lot of our friends we talk to in student ministry are ramping off of camps, leadership things, mission trips, happenings. And one of the words that we've heard thrown around, Chad, that I want to talk about is momentum. You can't do something as momentous as go to camp with every kid, their dog, parent, leader, volunteer, come back and things just be ho-hum, right? Like something happened out there on the campground. When you get that many students together in small groups, in the study of the word, in worship for three, four, five days, solid, like things come back differently. And I think for a lot of us as ministry leaders, we want to capitalize, to maximize that momentous moments into momentum. So we're back from the ocean. How do we surf the wave, Chad Higgins, as we come back from the momentous moments that are yeah. some of the summer happenings? So uh, obviously this is going to be a topic that we're going to talk about over the next few episodes. I, right? it, it was worth de- delving into beyond just a 25-minute thing. Because I think as we as we begin to talk about momentum, we're talking about a few different things here, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about it, kind of energy, excitement, momentum. Yeah. Uh, we're also talking, and what I'd like us to begin to dig in in this episode is not necessarily energy momentum, but a discipleship process. Okay. Because I think we probably wouldn't refer to that as momentum, but there is some steps to that okay. that we could take advantage of coming out of a season. Some like acceleration. Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also our own, our own momentum, our own passion yeah. of ministry 
we've re-upped our motivation by depleting all of our reserves. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I've never cared more and yet been more tired. Right. Because com- coming out of summer for youth pastors, there's probably one of two feelings. One, that was amazing. Best summer ever. Let's do it. Run it back. Run, run, run it, it back. back. And your family's like, do it, do it. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Or the opposite that's happened that you're just like, I'm done. Nothing left. So tired. Spent, yes. Uh, and, and that could come one of two ways. Either that's like a... A happy spent. <laughs> a happy spent, or it's a, this summer was horrible spent. I can't do it. Right. I, I, I can't do it again yet, or I will never do it again. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's begin to talk about that, like, what I would think is, to, to me, one of the most important pieces of this and, and you mentioned it, right? You're coming out of camp. You've had students in the Word for uh, an entire week. Yeah. They're on... Maybe on their phone. Maybe the, when they got home, their screen time report on Sunday was only two hours instead of right. eight hours a day. It felt right. pretty good. Uh, and yeah, you may have had students come to decisions. Yeah. Um, a kid runs up, I want to... I feel called to full-time ministry. You're like, yes! That's one of my favorites that people have shared this summer is this renewed interest in like ministering with the sum of their life. Yeah. Like that's powerful. So let's let's talk about that one for a moment. You've you've had a kid come to camp, come to know the Lord, right? Yeah. For many of our denominations, yeah. that next step is profession of faith and baptism. Baptism, sure. Um and so I think it's really wise that even before we've gotten to camp that we're already thinking through what is that next step yeah. of like an expectation of we hope to be filling up the baptism tank right right, right at right. the end of the summer we're calling days. deacons on Thursday not Saturday exactly yeah. <laughs> uh and so we want to be mindful of what are the steps that we need to be begin to take yeah for the next level uh, or the next step of that for a student and so um my question is that that I think all of us need to be able to answer what are, what are the next steps that we need to take? Yeah. That we're not recreating that because those are things in ministry. We should be making that up. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you you should have a process that you have. Like there's a wave coming. We should own surfboards. <laughs> right. Uh, and so I think I think that's a healthy uh, exercise that that yeah. if you've never done that. If you have somebody who comes saving faith in Christ, what are your steps for that, you know, to that baptism step? So maybe it is, okay, we need to talk to, you know, parents. We got to get the baptism filled. Right. Uh, I know that, man, one of the things that I love that I've seen a lot of churches begin to move towards is like those video testimonies. Yeah. Getting that recorded. Yeah. Or on stage, right? Um, Man, I think it's just a beautiful. Um, it's a it's a beautiful time in in our services to have whether it's live testimony or kick to video into baptism. So I've seen that multiple different ways of you know it's the interview style where it's like the guy behind the camera that's like asking them, yeah. hey, tell tell us about your story, and a kid being able to share their profession of faith, story yeah. of salvation. Uh, and then it, you know, it wraps up with that very powerful moment of I'm stepping out. Yeah, or, like yeah. And, you know, this is what I believe, kind of thing, and into baptism, which is I think just beautiful. Um, and so there's some steps to that, and then out of those waters, what does discipleship look like? I think we've got to be thinking through that because 
I think we've gone long enough to where discipleship needs to be more than Wednesday night, yeah. right? Just come on back. Come on back. <laughs> come on back. Yeah, yeah, like if they already were like semi-frequent attenders, yeah. then the, the, there needs to be something more than just to up the frequency of their attendance. Yeah. I think there needs to be, again, we, 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 we gather weekly, we worship regularly, we study the Word always. But there needs to be. We'll drop some links of friends that have done some of those like first ninety days, right? Yeah. Like, like I mean, if, if if this is employment, it's onboarding. But I think for discipleship, first steps, baby steps, yeah. right? Like the survival guide to the the first steps you take, the the three coffees they should have with a leader, right. the 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 meeting you should have with maybe parents and them. Yeah. Like these are things that. In the framework of your own church's vision and structure, alongside your children's minister, next-gen team, senior pastor, like, what are the things that we want them to know most? And then how do we prepare them for what's next? Because yep. if we, if the the grand, the grand moment is like, you know, Jesus, I can't wait for you to attend church more often. Yeah. And that doesn't feel as fruitful as now here is some purpose and directioning. And then on top of that, for the students that feel called to ministry, there should be some of those like, here's something to do, something to pray, something to read, a way for us to meet. Uh, and you don't have to create things out of nothing, and you don't have to necessarily do a lot more than you're already doing, but there needs to be enough like guidance into what is next that they could know. And I think that's that's where the off-season, right. apart from summer, is great to develop those things inside of summer. Or if, if you don't have what you need, you need to develop it, take note as you're putting it together so it's at least easier next time. Because right. those are the questions that the student is asking. Yes. Now what? Internally, yeah. right? Like they may not ask you verbally but they're they made it is they've stepped out right. right like they've made a decision and so when they get home from camp right because at camp you've directed them every act every day what to do <laughs> like nine o'clock you've right, just right. eaten powdered eggs now go, go, go open your Lisa Bible. threw up and we all read our Bibles. yeah right yeah, yeah. go go sit outside the hot cabin and read this devotional yeah. um, and don't come back in here yeah, until right. you sweat yeah yeah don't be messing around talking to each other, right? <laughs> um, and, and so, but they're going to go home and they have no idea what to do if they're yeah. a believer. Uh, or even kids that have been around the church for a long time. Like, because, so I'll, I'll lighten it this way. We've all had that moment where we've brought in the outside speaker. Yeah. And they said something that was the exact same thing you've been saying yes, yes, for years. Yeah. And then... It's like this light bulb moment for a kid, and then they come up to you, and they're like, Daryl said that Jesus loves us. Uh, yeah. Do you have any idea? I can't believe it. <laughs> Friends do impact my decisions. Yeah. <laughs> Friends do. <laughs> uh, and, and you're like, I've been saying this to you for years. We didn't do that Friends series for nothing. <laughs> Correct. I think some of, the thing, some of the times we don't realize that for our students— they have that camp moment with us. Yeah. They may not just, they may not be like verbalizing it. Yeah. So something happens at camp, wh whether you call it a spiritual high or whatever, kids are excited about this relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And then they get home and the structure is gone. And so now what? Right. And so for us, I think thinking through, okay, if this was swim lessons. Yeah. Camp camp is the edge of the pool, yeah, or it's the kiddie pool that they've been in, 
Now they're walking over to the high dive, back yeah. into their life. What do they do? Right. Like, how, how do we help them begin to incorporate some of the habits that we've started them developing? Focus on your breathing. Focus on your right. breathing. <laughs> kick your legs. Kick your legs. Um, how do we help them take those into the deep end? Yeah. Um, and, and so, because whether it was four feet or 14 feet, the stroke is fundamentally the same. The, right. the, the, the swimming lesson is still fundamentally the same. It just feels deeper because there's more water below. Yeah. Right. And, and the thing that we have to remember too is we're dealing with adolescent development yeah. and the way that they've always learned. Very few students, middle school and high school, because of the way that our education system is set up and the way that most parents do parenting. Uh, children are still working off of a process of being told to do things, yeah. right? Like, this is what your school does. You're going to do this worksheet. Yeah. You're going to do this assignment. It's due do by Friday. This reading plan, and we're going to take this test. I think a lot of times we want students to be self-starters yeah. when it comes to their faith. Spiritual self-starters in a very prescriptive world. Correct. Yeah, they want them to change not only not only who they are, but how they exist in the world. Right. And that's that's not it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, bro, you just left camp where you had to tell these seventh graders to put on deodorant every yeah. day. Every hour. Of every every hour. hour. Like, if you're... Drink if, your water. You're right. Drink your water. Right. Drink your water. Like, that's, <laughs> think about that. Like, you just went from a scenario that you saw the fact that if you didn't tell them to drink water, right. they would literally kill themselves. Yeah. Right? Like... Parched. Parched. Yeah, they would dehydrate themselves. And yet, we have this concept that we're going to send them out, and they're going to immediately pick up and go... Well, I understand hermeneutics. Gospel of John, cosmological Christ, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Did you understand that Luke was this march to Jerusalem the entire time? It is literally Philip and the Ethiopian, right? Like this this is one of those, how can I understand what I'm reading unless someone explains it to me? And you're like, I I am here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so the the thing that we need to be excited about is your kids are wanting this right now. Don't, don't. Don't get so tired from camp that you couldn't help after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like you've given them the ladle of water. Right. They're asking for the bucket. Yeah. Uh, help them know how to get the bucket at home. Yeah. Because we're teaching them in a camp environment, utilize camp space to talk about home space. Yeah. Or if you haven't done that, utilize Wednesday night, Sunday night right now. To begin to teach these concepts. Or mirror camp practice. Mirror yeah. camp practice, or if it's individual, one-on-one, small group, whatever. Be thinking about how do we begin to take the baby steps from camp into a real-life scenario environment. That's good. That's good. No, and again, I think for so many of us, the momentum that we're hoping for after camp uh, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, is not going to be fulfilled by planning the next event. I think for a lot of us, we uh, get caught in the trap of we saw what happened at the event, and we think, well, if we just had another one of those, it would give us the momentum that we needed. Um, But for next time, we'll leave it to this by saying sometimes the momentum that you were looking for from the event will not be found in another event, but in those that were there with you longing for more of what the event provided. 
And so uh, we'll talk more in the next episode about momentum and what it means for you maximizing in this season. Um, But we hope at least in this time, in this moment, you would take the pause to think, hear, and reflect on what God has spoken and done in your own life to share with those that you pastor and care for. one more thing for students to consume because they're hungry they've tasted and seen that the Lord is good and the gospel is good news would you pastor, minister in this time lead them not back to more of what you can provide but what he will provide